What's up, y'all? You are tuned in to the Listen Up Podcast. I'm your host, Jess, and it's time for you to listen up to what God has called you to do. Let's get it. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Listen Up With Jess podcast. I'm so excited that you decided to press play on this episode, y'all. So we are back at it with another new episode, and I have a special guest joining me. I'm excited. You know, I said I was going to do better this month, and because September is a special month, um, yes, I celebrated a birthday last week, y'all, 28, and God has just been so good to allow me to see 28 and go through this thing called life. All right, so... Definitely stop what you're doing. Check out the um, episodes that I posted before, uh, the Getting Your Feelings and episode Learning and Unlearning. I received so much um, you know, good feedback from that last episode. I really love that you guys actually took the Enneagram test and personality type test that you know, we kind of did a deep dive in just to learn ourselves because I told you this month is really um, focusing on evolving and becoming healthy whole versions of ourselves so that we can be ready and be healthy in relationships. So in this episode, I'm going to be talking about dating and relationships with a special guest, um, a childhood friend of mine, Philip Leslie. He is joining me in this conversation. Phil and I, we, man, we be <laughs> we have some really good candid transparent, open conversations. Okay. And so it's always good to get a male and female perspective because you know, my podcast is not just for females. I know I, I speak for a lot of my women on here, but I also wanted to bring, um, you know, a male perspective and us really dive into that and us to, you know, just ask some honest questions about what is dating and relationships look like. And um, when it comes to godly dating, when it comes to just dating as millennials and what our, you know, goals and things like that are. So uh, I'm going to welcome Philip, aka I call him Political Phil, because y'all will see in this conversation, he is going to push my buttons. But I love a good challenger, so <laughs> welcome, welcome, Phil, to the Listen Up with Jess podcast. Thank you, Jessica, for having me. I'm excited about these topics that we'll be talking about today. Yes. I know you're going to push me to the limit. I'm going to push your thinking as well, and I know that our viewers are going to get something from this, so I'm yes. super excited <laughs> that we're going to talk about these different things today. Yes, that's that's what I love about you, um, you know. You know, I kind of struggle with, you know, people um, challenging me. I I tend to get defensive and I have to really work on that. And I feel like our friendship, you you help me practice where it's like if someone challenges you, that doesn't mean you have to get defensive. Right. Like Mm -hmm. you need to be open minded to perspectives. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And not just have a one side view of things. And I think. Um, when we're talking about relationships and dating and just like that whole like getting to know phase, right? So let's like, we can kind of like start there, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, in when you're in the getting to know phase, because we're both single, right? Or, I am. Are you single on these streets? I don't know, child, because most people, <laughs> hey! I, I, am I don't know. You are single because you're not married. I know that, so. That is that, technical, yes, I am. That is. <laughs> technically, I am. <laughs> That is technical. technical. Yes. Okay. So, you know, when it comes to, you know, that whole getting to know each other phase Mm -hmm. as a single, um, you know, what is the, 
what are some key things that we need to be, you know, really looking out for or doing in the getting to know phase um, to really see if this somebody we think this could be a potential mate, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, because let's be honest, there's there's godly dating and then there's worldly dating. Mm-hmm. Do you know the difference? Like, I think mindset's the difference. Okay. I mean, yes. Personally, I mean, it's all about mindset with the Christian ad, um, applications with that. You, do you guys think the same? Um, yeah. Do you believe the same? Yeah. Um, spiritually, uh, mm-hmm. mentally, physically, financially. Yeah. All those different things come in place. You know, even from a Christian perspective, mm-hmm. a lot of people talk about being equally yoked. And they think about the mm. spiritual yeah. realm. But it actually goes deeper than just that, in my hmm. personal opinion. I believe that he wants you to be physically attracted to that person. <laughs> oh, that's what, of course. He wants you to be spiritually attractive, okay. financially attractive, uh-huh. and also just you guys come together as one. So it has. you're sounding like it has to be a holistic thing. It's not yes, just, yes. like, equally oak doesn't mean just, like, spiritual. Because mm-hmm. you yeah. could be at the same church and still be unequally yoked. Okay, go deeper into that. What do you mean? Like, what I mean by that is exactly is that what we were talking about before. Mm-hmm. I could be thinking about the same God or knowing the same God. However, mm-hmm. I might not be practicing the same things. Mm-hmm. I might not be okay. there financially. Okay. I, I might you. be not a good steward. Yeah. I might be flu- yeah. fool- foolish with my money and different things like that. Yeah. I might can play church. Okay. But, but act a different, you know, during the, no. day, the week of the day. You know I hear what I'm you. Saying? Yeah. So we know the application in that, but uh-huh. do we apply that application is the question. Okay, fill out here trying to preach or whatever. No, I feel that because I feel like, too, um, as exactly what you were saying as far as, like, in the church. Like, we can say we're church goers, right? But are you actually the church? Like, are you being the church in your when you're outside of church, when you're out with your friends and things like that, and in your day-to-day, your job, like, are you really about that just holistic ministry life as far as just being a, you know, a good steward, like in your finances, being a good steward and, you know, giving or, um, you know, volunteering or whatever. But you also have to see what are your goals. So that's why I was like, you know, in my last a couple of episodes, you know, I was talking about learning who you are. What are your goals? What are your values? Because it's like, you can't just approach dating and not know like what you're looking for. Like, mm-hmm. what do you value as a person so that you can know, hey, this is somebody that aligns or can complement, you know, what already the goals that I have or the mm-hmm. values that I have, you know? So I think sometimes we don't do that. We kind of just, because you said you were like attraction. And so I feel like, because I'm be honest, you know, like, and I'm not putting out all on the brothers because I know as a female, like I like. I like what I see too. So it's not like, I mean, I'm going to look, I'm looking at attraction too. Like, are mm-hmm. you, you know, attracted to me? But I do feel like with the males, it's just like, like that's y'all's first thing. Like that's the first thing on the list sometimes. Um, I, I do agree in this, but mm-hmm. is it not everybody's first thing? I mean, what's the first thing you look at that person? You know what I'm saying? Like, no, you're right. You have I to mean, have some type of chemistry or attraction for that okay. person. Um, personally, I think. Yeah, so. yeah. However, those things can evolve <clears throat> over time, like with friendships and different things like that. Yeah. So, you know, you have that friend or you have that person that you mm-hmm. really weren't attracted to them initially. Yeah. And then all of a sudden <laughs> that grow on you. Yes. So okay. that can be also a thing. Like, hmm, he actually is kind of cute. Right. You know, yeah, I his character is making him. He might be a little chubby, but he's cute. <laughs> <laughs> the little <You> know? I can't <laughs> 
No, but you're right. You're right. Yeah, it, it grows. Yeah, like it grows. That, you yeah. know, and I saw myself with that because that person, you're like, wow, the way they're talking about certain things, certain mm-hmm. topics, or their mindset about certain things, you're like, wow. So now you, can you take get me a, on a date. You know, wait, what? You can take me on. That's what you're. If you're friends. Oh, oh I you can take me on a date. Like you, you weren't know, initially thinking. Yeah, that. yeah, I hear you. Yeah. You know, my mind was going because I thought you were trying to say the girl can take you out on a date. Oh, that's another podcast. I know. Because <laughs> <laughs> you already know. You know how I feel about you know, anyway. Equality, equality. Right, right. No, but I definitely feel you because I feel like you know. While you're saying, yes, it has to be some type of level of attraction first, like just because you're saying chemistry-wise, but then also like I think because we were so high on like the type or the our our list, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a list. Like for females, you know, tall, dark, and handsome. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Like tall, dark, and handsome? You know, that's the norm. (laughs) Now that's not I'm not saying that's mine. I mean No, I'm joking. Yeah, like well, it is kind of mine. But anyway, I mean, it is so everyone has preferences and type, right? Correct. But there's some people that are so like, well, if he ain't five, you know, eight or Ooh. over or Ooh. something like. You see that on he, social media all the time. Yes. Don't even swipe. Yeah, don't even swipe. And then the whole like, you know, light skin, dark skin, you mm-hmm. know, like, you know, guys have their preference of, you know, um, what type they like and females do too. And mm-hmm. so it's like, you know, with that, when you get really in the details like that, I feel like that's where we have to draw caution because it's like. Why you can, this person, is, you know, if they're somewhat attracted to you, but they don't meet your, you know, full list of mm-hmm. physical attributes that you want out of a person, you still don't just, like, not try give it a chance. But I like what you said as far as friendship, right? Mm-hmm. Because when you build that friendship first, it's like, well, you're starting to build some type of emotional connection with this mm-hmm. person where... Of course, that brings intimacy, and then that also brings more attraction, Right. To a degree. What do you... Come on. To a degree. (laughs) Come on, go... I mean, to a degree, like, what do you mean? I mean, it builds on that, I think, Mm -hmm. definitely, if you're coming from the friendship perspective. Yeah. Um, But for guys, we're visual. Okay. Um, I receive that. A lot of times, we don't really see that type of woman, that friend, until later on. Why is that? That is, like, so annoying. I know. You be friend zone people, right? Friend zone hard. And you know that person could possibly be the one for you. Yes. And you guys will literally dance around and then wait until, I feel like it's, like, the last option. And, like, some brown sugar type stuff. Like, <laughs> that's my movie. I love that movie. But I'm just like, wait, what? Like... I mean, the thing is, I think we always we always want something that we can't have. That's just natural. Mm, I feel like everybody is like that. Naturally. Because I, the guy that super likes me, I'm not into. Yeah. It's always the guy that's not really exactly. into Exactly. The one that they even hitting you back. Yes. You I'm liking like, his photos and stuff. He's not even paying attention to Not you. paying attention at all. Not even caring. And the ones that be in my DMs, I'm like, bro, I want to talk to you. <laughs> Why do we do that? Do you, do you not get it? I'm not replying back to you. <laughs> no, I, genuinely, I'm not replying back, and we're going to keep doing this, but okay. I don't know. I think it goes back to, like, even as a childhood. Think about, like, mm. the guy that used to hit you. You know what I mean? As a kid growing up. like you know, Remember, like, your, your mom or whatever, they'd be like, why is, why is he hitting you? You know, mom, oh. he coming home hitting me and stuff like that. Yes, I remember that. It's and they're like, he way, likes you. He likes you. It's a love tap. But then the guy, he's right here writing you a love letter. <laughs> 
Jessica, you know, if you like me, circle this, circle that. I'm like, I don't want this guy or whatever. I want the other guy. Why is he even coming to me? Yeah. So naturally, we just gravitate mm. to that person. I don't know why it's like That's that. That's crazy that we do that. That's something that we have to look into. I don't we know do. Because, I mean, I and I love how you actually brought that up, you know, back to childhood. Because, I mean, that kind of makes sense in a sense where, like, you know, we like a challenge, too. You know, so you got to know yourself, you know, if you like a challenge and um, but then I also think it's something that maybe is not as healthy to continue to do. Right. As you get older, yes. as you get older. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you don't know what opportunities you could be missing out on or whatever, just because we we like dysfunction <laughs> sometimes, you, like, you know, some, sometimes toxic relationships <laughs> are the best relationship that some people say. What? Some uh-uh. people I was reading a post, actually, they were like, people are like. Oh, if it's like if he's not yelling at me or doing something like out of the ordinary, now, it's weird. They don't they think it's weird it's, because they they have experienced somebody yes, just because you know, they've being learned how to now, you know, like they accept that dysfunction as normal. That's their mm-hmm. normal and it's not. And that's one thing like, you know, and you know, with this podcast and like me talking about relationships, I realize that wow, I have not been in healthy relationships, you know, in my past like that. And so I'm trying to learn how to be the healthy person because I was, I noticed that I wasn't, you know? And so I get what you're saying because I'm not going to lie. Like there are times I'm like, man, why you ain't arguing with me? Man, this is boring. You know, like I like excitement, like my personality likes that and it's, but that's not healthy. And, you know, I've also learned a lot of that goes back to my childhood and things like that and probably what I've seen in in the home. Right. And so, but now that I know better, I have to strive to do better. You know, I can't just say, well, you know, that's what I was just used to because I think, you know, as we can see, marriages back then, a lot of our parents' marriages and their parents, like, they're not lasting, you know? Yeah. Like, like uh, the divorce rate is high. So, I mean, for me, it's like I have to strive to do something different. And just because you're not arguing doesn't mean you're boring. Yeah. It means that you know how to communicate healthy, mm-hmm. right? Actually, you know, it's actually interesting. Um, I was at this men's conference and Mm -hmm. they were kind of saying like a lot of times, guys, we don't want to be argumentative with our wives. Right. Mm. So sometimes when we have that kind of conflict that comes on. Yeah. We kind of like shy away from it because you're like, oh, Mm. it's going to be consequences. You know, if you're married, having sex and doing Uh, different things like that, like she's going to put it on lock or whatever. Mm -hmm. But the actual speaker was saying you need to actually invite conflict Mm. so you know what to do when those kind of situations happen rather than trying to like suppress all that because you're trying to make that person happy yeah and i feel like the men suppress we take that as if you guys are just shutting down Mm -hmm. like when you're upset or like you're you know um yeah if you're upset about something you you know most men are not really good communicators and expressing their feelings whether their feelings are upset or just even having that you know, difficult conversation of trying to hash it out. So you shut down. And so then the female, we're just like, oh, he's just not emotionally available, you know? Yeah. And so it's that. Well, we communicate so, so, like, solely different. Like, for a guy, like, mm-hmm. if a woman tells you something about what's going on, mm-hmm. we automatically go into the phase of, let me try to fix this situation. Because you guys are fixers. We're fixers, right? Mm-hmm. We're okay. trying to solve that problem. Yeah. All right? But 
what I've noticed, even with my therapist, women like to be Come constantly on, communicating. That's that's a plug right there. Yes, you know I love therapy. You have to go to therapy. <laughs> yes. I think every person should go to therapy. Yes. Even if you don't have problems. Yeah, because we all have some level of trauma or problems. Like, Correct. yeah. And that to even go back to that with trauma, that's mm-hmm. super important that we kind of miss mm-hmm. um, before kind of meeting somebody yeah. and knowing like their makeup. So you think that's important to identify before getting into a relationship? Like, would you ask, you know, hey, do you have depression or do you have any trauma? You know, are you seeing a therapist? Like, do you think those are appropriate conversations when you're like in the getting to know phase? Maybe not getting to know phase, but Mm -hmm. definitely before you get in a relationship with that person. I don't think you should, you know, take all their baggage and shove it. So when you're dating, but not like in a full relationship, you can ask that. I think more of like you're about to go into that exclusive stage and you're about to take it to another notch. I think okay. that's when you should maybe have Dated, a conversation. Dating exclusively? Yeah, dating right. exclusively. I mean, we need to break down what does what that does look like? That because like? here, I'm confused this day, these days. I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> like, I saw a post, no lie, and somebody said that they're like, since y'all don't know how to date, and it was um, breaking down, and it said talking phase, it said dating, it said dating exclusively, and then it said in committed relationship. But in the dating phase, it was definitely a worldly person who made this post, right? Um, Because their views were a little bit different. They were like, yeah, if you're you're in the getting to know, like y'all just talking, that's the getting to know each other phase. Um, You know, y'all might talk on the phone, FaceTime or whatever, and you may even have sex, but that's it. Like, Mm -hmm. and it's like, okay. And then like the dating phase, just dating is like, hey, we're dating each other. We're acting actively going on dates go to the movies go out to eat you know spending time with each other but we're not doing that exclusively like i can i'm dating other people other people too right Mm -hmm. so then there's the dating exclusively where you're dating you guys are you know still going out to eat or you know just doing the whole dates right and Mm -hmm. spending a lot of time together but then also you've made it known like hey i'm dating this person like I'm introducing you as my date and things like that so it's exclusive like people know and you guys are not talking to other people you're not dating other people yeah yeah but then the committed relationship is when you officially put a title on it Mm -hmm. and you guys are in a uh, committed relationship every um you know more people know about it it's exclusive Mm -hmm. and you guys are committed to each other where you are you're not casually dating anybody else or talking mm-hmm. to anybody else so i was just kind of thrown off because i was like dang like i just feel like a lot of us be stuck in that whole getting to know and talking <laughs> phase forever don't nobody be putting titles and stuff well I, i'm glad you actually brought up the title thing yeah um personally what i've seen <laughs> and with different friends and different relationships they've they've mm-hmm. come across and stuff like that is that it becomes a lot of dysfunction when you actually put those labels really you know it's actually why interesting is that because like, you're cool with a girl, like, you know, your friends and all that or whatever. And then all of a sudden you say, you're my girl. Then the expectations get even bigger, right? What expectations? I need you to... Women have expectations on what the relationship should look like, correct? Yeah. I mean... So it's almost like you're put up to a higher standard in the sense of, like, when we were friends or whatever, or we were getting to know each other, talking or whatever... We're cooling, you know, having fun, laughing, kicking. It should still be the same. But it becomes more serious because now the woman's looking at you as a a potential mate in the sense of marriage, right? Because now we're at this phase of age that we're trying to date. Date to marry. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, exactly. So Mm -hmm. you're over here like acting like he's your husband in a sense. 
Whoa, whoa, whoa. Not acting like he's my husband. There's a certain standard. There are standards. But I mean, even in the... So you were saying, like, if you start enough as friends, y'all getting to know each other, and then you're talking or whatever, but then you're transitioning Mm -hmm. into, you know, with a title, I really don't see... I hear what you're saying because I'm like, well, what are the expectations? I think the expectations would be just a little different as far as like maybe communication, right? So like some people are really big on, you know, um, making sure that you're you're staying and communicating with communication with your partner um, at least every day, you know, at least once a day. Not I'm not the type to text you all throughout the day at all. You're very rare. You're very rare. I am? Very rare. A lot of women like texting? A lot of women like to check in. So it was quite interesting because a guy, Mm. me and my friends were talking. We were like, you know, we can just check in with a woman, you know, once, once a day or twice. I was about to say, I thought you were about to say once a week. I'm like, no. No, that's, that's. (laughs) Yeah. That might be something different. Yeah. But, (laughs) (laughs) but no, literally like you're, you're checking on that person. Maybe a good morning or whatever. And then Uh a recap of your day. Yeah. Because the day is busy. We're grown adults. You're grown adults. But a lot of women, they want you to be on FaceTime. So let me see you at your cubicle. Let me see you at work. You know, oh, whoa, So there are a lot whoa. of girls that oh, are okay. caught up in that, mm. that they really, you know, they want to say I'm a boss, you know, and all that or whatever. However. Is that a level of insecurity? I don't know. Because. But some people say, well, I just like to be around my significant other. I want to, you know, be around, be a part of this day. I, mm, okay. It depends on how. Okay. I guess we, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Also, you're learning your person. When you learn your personality type and all that, you'll know what that really means. But like, I know for me, it's like, well, I, yeah, I want to be a part of your day after your day is over, probably. Like, if I'm off work, I call you, text you, come over, or something like that. But like, I'm just as busy as you, so I need you both to be be responsible, get your money, get your coins, and then we, you know, regroup at the end of the day. I don't want to be. You know, unless something is serious going on or something and, you know, we stay in contact. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I feel like those that are, you know, you know, and I don't know. I know you can't you can't really say that about someone else's experience or what they need. Exactly what they need. Right. Their childhood. Yes. So if a child or somebody didn't get that attention, Uh they're seeking attention always. Yes. So it kind of. And they feel like if you don't text them back or if you don't call them, you're abandoning them. Mm -hmm. You're doing something. There's some trust issues that could be connected to that. So that's why I'm like, when you learn what that all is through therapy, (laughs) because. I'm going to say that one more time. Therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Because you're learning that. You know, I learn. And maybe. And that's real. Because for me. I know I don't do a lot of that because of the independent part of me, too. And, um, you know, I am more of a, a self-protectant type personality. So, like, for me, it's like I don't need to be checking in on you 24-7, like, all throughout the day. But then I know, yeah, I love quality time. So I would rather, you know, see you in person or whatever like that. But... I mean, it makes sense for us to go back to our childhood and really identify that because mm-hmm. we can we can really be thinking that that's something that's, oh, that's totally normal, where when you have a, a guy that is like, yo, so I'm not really, you know, I really don't want to have to, like, text you all throughout the day. Like, yeah, but, but know that I still love you and care for you, you know. But they feel a thing like, oh, this person doesn't love me. See, that, that that's the... You know what I mean? That's a deeper... Rooted and it goes issue. back to that. You have to know. Yeah. You have to know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. Okay, so we talked about like really trying to establish like what the whole 
um, what is that dating phase look like? Because my, my question was like, you know, what does Christian relationships look like in 2020? You know, um, and how do you know you're ready to be in a relationship? You have to be good with yourself before you get in a relationship. A lot of times people are mm-hmm. looking for somebody to complete them. Yeah. But you have to be good with yourself. I was watching yeah. a sermon. Um, I don't know if I should shout him out or not. You can shout I him out. I love him. Johnny. I yeah. Can, okay. Yeah, um, Dr. Myron Edmonds. Yeah. Oh, I, I was just talking about guys, him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he was just kind of the same. Like, mm-hmm. there are a lot of people, a lot of married couples that wish they could be Netflix and chilling. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's basically, you have to be good with yourself before you, you know, ruin somebody else, basically. Mm-hmm. Cause you can, cause you might be going through whatever you're going through. You mm-hmm. can actually be toxic for that person and let, yes. let them leave. They wouldn't be able to get to the kingdom because of you. Wow. So you're saying like you really need to like kind of heal whatever like relationship traumas that you may have before and learn who you are, be confident in you are in who you are before trying to pursue and get into relationship. Absolutely, because I see a lot of times. I don't know if it's more of a female thing or or, or a male thing. It could be, uh, it can both. be both. It could mm-hmm. be both. However, I do see it a little bit more in a particular <laughs> gender. I won't say what. But um, you see people just jump into another relationship yeah. so quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they don't want to heal. They don't want to see themselves in that vulnerable position. They don't want to be alone. And so I've seen... A, and I'll be honest, yes. A lot of my sisters... We do do that where we don't want to be alone. And we've kind of, it's crazy because even the the church and society have put this bad label like, oh, well, I got a man, so I'm better than you because I have a man. Knowing that your man is not healthy, knowing your relationship is not healthy, but just because you have a title and you have a man, you're good. You know, it, it means like you're one up from your single friend. And like for me, I've been the single friend out of like a a lot of group of my friends for years where it was like, you know, um, I was very confident in just, you know, being single because I just didn't want to just cash. I don't casually date. And we can talk about that, too. But um, and then also um, my thing was like, man, one and done. I was cutting you off real quick. So it was just like I never really stayed. committed no not anymore i have grace and forgiveness okay the lord has worked on me um but where i feel i've seen in my friends and things like that where you know some are really you know just don't want to be alone and so they'll stay in something that's maybe not as healthy just because the fact to say i'm single it makes it seem like their worth is less than, mm-hmm. you know? And so I like to, how you said that because I feel like, I feel like every Christian should go through a season of just singleness and not just having to fully just date, right? To learn who you are, heal some of the wounds that you've had in your childhood and also your relationships because relationship trauma is real. Like people don't realize like, those trust issues and things like that, like, I mean, 
you can carry that over into your next relationship if you never really sat down and looked at yourself, mm-hmm. right? Because we're, I mean, and I, I, I was guilty. Where I was not always fair to the other person. It's not, <clears throat> but I've always blamed the other. So in my relationships, I would blame my ex. I'd be like, "Yes, he was trifling. He did this. He did this." Never taking the mirror to take time and look. What? How was Jessica toxic? Mm-hmm. How did I not communicate? You know, how was I not able to like really be vulnerable or um, respect? Because I struggle with, you know, respecting. Um. Males? <laughs> or just respecting in general? No, respecting males. Um, mm-hmm. I struggle, I think, with, you know, I did struggle with that. With just, you know, if I'm upset, I'm going to voice my opinion. And I'm not going to. But I didn't do it in a respectful way, mm-hmm. right? And so I think that in that my last, like, couple of years where I've had opportunity to really just do some self-evaluation, Right. To be like, you know, like, it's not just always that dude. It's not always your ex. Like you are also it takes two. two to <laughs> you know? Takes two. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, my, my mm-hmm. godfather actually told me he was like, yeah, he always asked me after I, you know, break up or whatever the situation okay. happened. He's like, so what did you learn from the situation? Mm. What did you learn about yourself? What yeah. are your pros and cons? What yeah. do you like and what do you dislike? Mm. from that particular situation so i always come in the mindset of like hmm, i could have actually yeah done something different in this particular mm-hmm. situation so now that i know so when i go to another relationship yes. i know yeah i shouldn't probably do that yeah that's good that's so. good i think we should as christians also just approach the whole dating and relationships like it's either a blessing or a lesson that's one thing that i i remember my last relationship that was pretty hard i was like you know um God, like, there were some good times, right? But then there was all, there was also a lesson learned on why it didn't work out. And mm-hmm. make sure that I'm, you know, learning from those mistakes, right? That I'm taking inventory of that stuff so that I'm not just just having a whole track record and, and not figuring out, like, hmm, maybe I'm the common denominator to some yeah. of these, you Definitely. know, fell relationships. So do you think Christians should just casually date? <clears throat> I think you should casually date in general, first of all, Christian or non-Christian. Okay. Um, personally, I think you never know what might happen, might transpire. I think every relationship you have with somebody, it's intentional in some degree that you can learn from something from somebody. Yeah. Um, that could be a friend. That could be a job opportunity. That could be anything. Yeah. So I think casually dating somebody, it might not have worked out. However, mm-hmm. I have your contact information. And, you know, if I have something going on or whatever, I can always invite you. You could be good friends. So I think Actually, it's good to yeah, people. I hear you now because now that I'm thinking about it, I think my thing was I was a, looking at that like casual dating without boundaries is dangerous. But if you do it with boundaries, I think yes, you're good. You know, but you need Just to put establish those expectations up front. Like, okay, I'm not into this. Like, I think we kind of had a conversation off uh-huh. the air about um, Tinder <laughs> and how you were saying yes, that. the online dating, yeah. And you're like, you know, I'm not into the worldly Tinder. I'm not because we know Tinder is like a hookup. Yeah, but I've heard good couples. I mean, I've heard relationships go start wonderful, Mm -hmm. you know, but also I don't know how they started, you know. And for me, I have specific boundaries when it comes to, you know, sex. Right. So like for me, it's like I don't (laughs) want to have sex before I get married. Mm -hmm. So it's like in that relationship, if I'm up front, I need to say that because 
I know a lot of times there's guys on the other end that's like, yeah, you know, like we can do what to do, you know, but I want a little, I need a little sex, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) You know, and nothing, again, it's all, it's based off of your values, right? Your preference. Spiritual maturity. And spiritual maturity. I think when Mm -hmm. it comes down with conviction. And I don't yeah. look down upon anybody that is or they're yeah, not. Yeah, I don't either. Um, I believe as though God will reveal those things to yes. you in that particular time period. So I believe like if that person is not ready to mm-hmm. not give that particular sin up, mm-hmm. you know, do you leave that person? That's a good question to me. I'm like, do you leave that person, that relationship? Um, if you know that that person's struggling with a particular thing. <laughs> so let's say sex. You're talking about. We talk about sex. That's what you want to talk <laughs> it's about. It's fine. We it's can... fine. So I you're can't. saying. <laughs> we're laughing because we've had an offline conversation about this. We're not going to go too deep into it. But um, so you're saying if 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 I w- would I engage in a relationship with someone who is still struggling with that sin, knowing that. Well, I would say this. I mean, maybe this particular situation is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Imagine, because a lot of Christians in 2020, mm-hmm. they're engaging in sex right now. They are. And that's How, the honest, like, that's, truth. That's, yes. that's just the truth. It right? is what it is, yeah. So you get a conviction. One of the persons get a conviction in mm-hmm. the relationship. And they're mm-hmm. like, man, you know, I got this revelation that I, I shouldn't really be doing this. I've heard that, yeah. And is it fair for that particular person to be like, you know what? to the guy that you've been having sex with at that particular time like you know we can't do this anymore but your relationship was built on that prior so uh-huh. now the girl or the guy wants you to change for them in a sense because now they have a new set of values mm-hmm. and systems that they're going through so mm-hmm. do you work through that or do you just cut them off they say that you know I can't I can't do that I'm not uh, spiritually there yet now that you just added that part now if it if he says that I'm willing to try to try this, right? Mm-hmm. If I say, hey, let's try to go celibate for a month or something, because like, you're making good points. If the relationship was already built off that, and I've heard success stories, and I've heard some stories that did not work, that, that happened where mm-hmm. they were like, yeah, it didn't work. And um, they actually broke up, but then um, one of them stayed, um, stayed celibate, and then the other one, once they broke up, they got the conviction later, and they were mm-hmm. like, yo, like, this is right. And they got back together and they stayed celibate and got married. So I've heard that story. Then I hear where I don't feel like you should just leave completely. Because like you said, that is an adjustment. And so there's going to, (laughs) you got to like wing yourself off. I don't know. Like some people can cut cold turkey or whatever. And some people can't, right? But then I also feel like um, you have... Because we're still individuals. I'm not married to you. So as a woman of God, if I know that this is a strong conviction, I'm not going to compromise what the Holy Spirit convicted me to do just to hold on to a relationship that I know is not really pleasing God in the moment and what I'm doing because I have that conviction, right? Mm -hmm. And so there is going to have, you're going to have to make that decision to where you're saying, hey, if you're not, we've you said you're willing to try it, or if you're saying you're not at all, then this is not going to work because it's ultimately it's like, well, all right, I'm going to just forget about that conviction so I just can hold on to this man. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, then you're going to be dealing with that battle, right? That mm-hmm. spiritual warfare that's going to be happening because it doesn't stop. When you forget that conviction, I'm telling you that it will continue. But again, it, and it's based off of your spiritual maturity. Yeah. So I feel like you have those honest conversations and 
you know, you establish, you know, what boundaries that you're going to take to help start you guys guiding. But it all it works always better when both can have that conviction. Right. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And so when for me, it's like, well, I'm not in I'm not in a relationship right now. And I didn't have that relationship right then um, for now to have it where we were doing it before and had to stop. I'm where I'm single. This is my conviction already. These are my values and my beliefs and, you know, the boundaries that I'm going by. So I would like somebody who has this shared value. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to just because it's not fair for me to force that on another brother. You know, that's not there yet. Absolutely. And even and I had, you know, I've had relationships where I was in one and they they're only doing it for me. And one thing I've learned, you cannot do it for me. Like that temptation, that that having to manage your sexual desires, that is a like a Holy Spirit power that comes in you, that gives you that self-control and discipline. That can't be just for for someone else. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's a supernatural power. And so it's never gonna, you know, genuinely work out fully because um they're just doing it to get the girl or get the guy and it's not really their own personal conviction that's funny that you say that because a lot of guys they do a lot of things for women yes y'all do you know what i mean like y'all be quick <laughs> literally like we're gonna give you what you want to hear mm-hmm. yeah you know we're, we're great at that you, oh yeah tell us all your secrets <laughs> ladies we're here you're secrets i don't have to. <laughs> i don't i don't i don't yeah. do that i don't compromise so you so if a female was like yo this is what it is you know you're gonna be honest and say hey this is my conviction on it and you're not gonna lead her on thinking or what what is your i'm sorry what what example <laughs> what are you giving right i'm now? saying as far as like if you when it comes oh, to a certain conviction yeah and a certain conviction are you going to be upfront? are you going to just tell her what she wants to hear um it's so funny that you say that i don't know how popular this is or not but usually in those particular Christian standpoints, it's usually the woman that has the conviction. The guy kind of just goes with the flow, unfortunately. I don't know if that's true all the way. I mean, uh, so statistically, maybe. But, but I guy, know, you know I, mean? I like, know there's a lot. There are guys. some guys. We have selective it's guys just very there. few. Yes. <laughs> but for the most part, guys mm-hmm. are just going to be like, well, I really do like this girl. So I'm just going to mm-hmm. do it. Try it. Try it. At least try it out. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I think it's it's quite interesting to hear that standpoint on that with relationships Mm -hmm. it could be a deal breaker for some people i'm glad you just said about deal breakers because i'm gonna ask you that question or segue into that yeah we're gonna segue into that yeah yeah so you know my last question i want to talk about is like what are deal breakers um so i think it is important that we as christians you know have some have deal breakers and just have like our standards and our values and our goals, like you're saying, written out mm-hmm. so that um, it can be also visual, but also knowing like, hey, this is something that um, I'm not willing to compromise on, you mm-hmm. know, and be okay with that. Like, I think a lot of times we want to uh, change our deal breakers based off of what culture and society, you know, and everybody else is saying. And it's like, no, if that is a, if that's something you uphold. Now, we talked about the whole, like, list and all that. Like, I'm not talking about, <laughs> she got to be, you know, slim waist, thick thighs, all that. Like, n- <laughs> see, because that's what y'all want. And that's, that's not true. You <laughs> want a Christian woman. Oh, okay. A Christian woman. <laughs> whatever that size or whatever that, that package deal looks like. A okay. Mm-hmm. You don't know what God has in it store. It sounds so good. All right. Well, honestly, seriously, though. Like, for real. Like, no. I mean, of course, you know. 
we're on Instagram, we see what we see. Exactly. How it might not translate to church. <laughs> it's like, but there are some young women yeah. that fit that package that you're looking. That's you know spiritually mature and mm-hmm. also great, good looking. You know, I think guys don't ask for much. I don't think. Y'all, y'all don't. Y'all we're really, very, we're really like, no, seriously. <laughs> we really just want a girl that listens to us or whatever. Not, mm-hmm. not saying that we have to be the dominant one, but like just hearing. I think everybody wants to be heard. And be Everyone understood. wants to be seen and heard. So I think that's yeah. kind of the one thing, you know. <clears throat> just you know, we like to be our, our egos to be stroked. You know, that's just one thing. Egos to be stroked, guys. Yeah. What does that mean? Words of affirmation. Oh, um, I don't do that. You don't do words of affirmation. Nah. That's why you single. <laughs> <laughs> Crying because you're right. <laughs> no, but seriously, like I think. So it's what does that very look like? Can so, you give me an example? Teach me. I yeah. I mean. Well, first of all, guys, the first <laughs> thing that you need to know is that particular person's love language yes. and what that looks like. Yes. So Jessica was talking about your personality test. You need to take a love language test now <laughs> for do. this episode. Yes, you do. That's right. We can plug that in there. So I think the five love languages are good, When I tell yeah. you that's the most important because you have to know the difference between your love language and what you give to somebody else or yeah. what you want to receive. It could be two mm. different things. So... I know for me personally, I do need words of affirmation. Oh, okay. That's your I know, top that's one. Me. That's one of my top. Okay. I have like top three. I think it's important that you have all five. Personally. No, it, I think it's important to have all Somebody five. Somebody trying to tell me, well, you should just have top two. Like, <laughs> I think I know. the human wants yeah. all five in some degree. Yeah, it's holistic and it's just, but you have some that value more and, more, and yeah. you feel more valued by, mm-hmm. I guess, right? I think everybody wants to know that they they're cared or they mm-hmm. bring value to your life. Right. That can be from words. That could be from acts of service. That can right. be with gifts. That's mine. Gifts? No. Acts, acts of service. service. And really? quality time. But you don't... See? <laughs> no, no, no. Come on, say it. Cause, but I don't do it. But you don't... Yeah. Like and, you don't, and that's my problem. Don't, honestly, it's But you're, real. you're very... You know, it's so funny. Me and my I do not do that. <laughs> it was so funny. It's like, I like acts of service, right? Uh-huh. I don't like to do acts of service. Exactly. But I do acts of service in the community. Yeah, I do that. But I don't want to do it for, for my, my significant other. <laughs> either. When you get home, you're like, I'm tired. I don't want to yes. do that. I'll volunteer. I'll yes. pass out food. I'll do all these different things. Yeah. But the person that you supposedly love, you don't want to do that. I think that's so interesting. Why is that? Why is... I don't know. Because I... Sometimes I feel like a hypocrite because... Or is that a hypocrite? I don't... Because based off of acts of service, like, I've took my test and I know quality time... Um, that's it's, yeah, that's the top one, yeah. and then it's acts of service and the physical touch. So um, when it comes to the quality time, like oh yeah, like I'm all for. I can go hang out with you. You hang out with me. We'll go spend time together. Go on an adventure. Just whatever. What does quality time look like? And that's the difference. Also, what mm-hmm. somebody thinks quality time is to them is might different. Be different yeah, and so you have remember, to learn. You have to speak their mm-hmm. your love language. Because I'm like. like because we're watching a movie doesn't mean it's quality time. For you. For me. Yeah. For me, I think it is. I think maybe you're an activity and we're talking, engaging and stuff. That's, you can't yeah. talk in a movie. No, but I just like being That's in That's why it's space. so dumb to go on the date on a movie. Like, you're not getting <laughs> it to It is. You're person. not getting to know. And you're right. If you, you for a first date, y'all. You want, you want soda. The first date does not need to be the movies. And I've learned that now because, like, <laughs> it's so funny because... 
back in the day you know like old folks be like you in the dark in the movies like you already know like it's not meant to really like be intentional and in getting to know someone it's mm-hmm. just to set up the night <laughs> i mean i think if it leads into something like if you're going dinner afterwards and you're yeah going like as long as you like yeah do dinner or something like that but just like going to the movies you're not getting to know anyone. maybe she doesn't like this movie <laughs> <laughs> Okay, she likes butter. Oh, my. Popcorn. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no. But, yeah, I definitely think it's important to really figure out those love languages. Mm -hmm. I can't stress that enough. Yeah, you're right. Because if you're not being satisfied with those love languages, Mm -hmm. the the relationship is pretty much... But then how does that person that struggles or... Like, cause I feel like it, like I said, like, I feel like a hypocrite when I say, yeah, I like acts of service, but I don't want to do it. You like acts of service, but I'm saying you like acts of service. You want your man to show you acts of service, Mm -hmm. but you don't want to do acts of service. So you have to do whatever his love (laughs) Love language is. It might not be acts of service. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's the. So it's nothing wrong with not being able to do that personally i think you should be able to do all five <laughs> that's just my personal you're right my no, personal you're thing right. not I saying not saying to the extent of like jessica every time you have to come and cook food for me <laughs> that's not an act of service correct however mm-hmm. <laughs> coming home jessica already got the food set up <laughs> oh wow jessica that's that's really nice you know what i mean yeah. like yeah and it's out of your ordinary too so i'm like correct so I then you did like, something good right <laughs> But that's yeah. what kind of thing, and I remember like a pastor was like, a lot of times guys, we try to like, we're like dogs. Hmm. We try to do something. We've heard that before. Okay. <laughs> not, in that, not in that you sense. Said it. I'm saying the sense of that we do certain things, we obey our owner, quote unquote, girls. Okay. So we can get a treat. Oh, what's the treat? Whatever that might be. Okay. In your Christian standard or your, your worldly standard. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you guys are always doing something. We don't do anything that's not like... Everything has a purpose of what we do. I don't like that, what you're trying to, to say. Degree. So we you're do. saying like you don't, guys are only doing good things because you want something back, not just because you are a good person and you want to do good things? I, I think we have a little bit of both. <sighs> If we could be honest, if we to be honest, I mean, yeah. do you really enjoy doing certain things, or do you do it because your significant other likes it? Yeah, you're right. So that's what yeah. I'm saying. It's like it's not I about guess. you technically. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't like that one, guys. <laughs> It'll be having me think, and I'm like, oh. but I, I mean, I hear what you're saying. Like, we don't. It it's usually a transaction. <laughs> But that's what most relationships are becoming, though. Yeah. Because I, I come in contact with a lot of women that be like, you know, I don't need a man. That's the new thing. Mm. And that's why I kind of talk about, you know, what Ooh, the new age Christian I, I went through are. that for a minute. Yo, you still, you know. No, I don't. Like, people really think I want to be single. Like, I really don't. Like, I am. I don't looking. think you want to be single. I think you want to be independent. Yeah, well, you can what be. Does, can you not be both? What does independent looks like in a relationship? Because my thing is this, if you're in a relationship, aren't you by supposed to be giving something else up to become one if you're going to be married? Yes, if you're going to be married. So wouldn't you, so wouldn't you like start practicing that? Yes, you, yes. In your relationship? Yes, and that comes with trust and communication and, and things like that. But there's still a level of, you know, you can be independent because what I don't want to do is, you know, be where I'm just 
I become codependent on this person and I'm like, oh, I depend on him for everything. And it's like, no, because even as a wife, I'm still going to have, you know, my... Are we codependent on Christ? It isn't the church, the wife, the bride? Correct. So but my husband be, is not God. I'm not saying he's God. So what are you saying? But he is the priest of your home. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I have no problem with submitting. I have no problem with... You have and, to be careful with that word, submitting. Why? Because everybody has a different form of submission. They, they, so some people, they think submitting meaning in the bedroom. No, I'm not Some people that. say submitting. So what, is submit, what does submission look like? Submission means, well, to me, is that I can trust my husband's leadership. And so if he has a direction, if he has a goal, a vision for the family, I'm like, hey, this, I trust that you have, you know, took the time to, you know, get this vision from God and that you're going to leave our family. And so if he has, you know, specific goals for us and set, and I'm like, all right, let's go for it you know so i think that's what submission is you know in a sense now i mean technical like i don't the whole again there is a worldly point of view i think mm-hmm. of submission but that's what i think that so is. like what what is your stance on like the whole like just just the whole independent movement like so i had to get free from the whole i don't need a man because i was not um i was emotionally unavailable thinking like I didn't know how to be vulnerable and I didn't like being vulnerable with men so and that also goes back to a lot of childhood um issues and things like that that my therapist was able to you know really unpack with me so yes for a while it was like you know well I'm doing great without a man like as far as income like I've never been the type like oh I need you to pay for this this is no 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 I gotta check I cash my check. I do what I want with my check, you know? You hear that, fellas? She got a check. <laughs> you know, so it's never been, I've never been the type to feel like I need somebody to take care of me. But then I realized, though, no, I still I still need emotional um, connection, right? I need somebody to, ha- I need that level of intimacy. And so... I think it just comes to a a point where, yes, you can have a career, you can have the ministry, you can have, you know, your your money and your bank and all that. Mm -hmm. But yet you still need a you still need a partner, you know. And I think that's so important that you just brought up. I think a lot of guys, we think because we provide for our families, we Mm -hmm. believe that we're that financial support or, you know, we're doing all the men men duties or whatever the case may be that a lot of times we mess up emotionally for the woman. We're not there emotionally for that woman. Mm, yes, yeah, I think because that's you're so focused on providing. Exactly. Yeah. And I think what, mm-hmm. what tends to happen is we, we get home, we're tired. But it's so funny, I was, one of my motivational speakers, Eric Thomas, was saying, he's like, you have to be 100 in everything you do. Not because yeah. of your career, but you should still give your wife that same energy yes. when you get home. Yeah. And I think that's so important because a lot of times, I think a lot of families, you get so tired, like, oh, I had a long day at work. But why do you give that same energy to your family? Mm-hmm. Like, they're waiting. They're excited. Yeah. The kids, they're coming like, daddy's home, daddy's yeah. home. You know, they want to see their father. Yeah. So you should give them that same energy that you mm-hmm. give to the court or whatever whatever profession you might be doing. That's real. That's real. Because we will, um, I think men think by doing the 
providing physically, like with like um, just financially, you know, they forget that you still have to be emotionally available and present mm-hmm. with your family, regardless of how I know the world is. You know, it's a struggle being a black man in America, right? Yeah, um, but just like we as women are expected to do it all, mm-hmm. and we do it all well. They do. You know what I'm Shout saying? out to the women out yes, there. Yes, we out. do it all well. Where we there's working mamas, there's stay at home mamas. They cook, they clean, they 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 preach whatever. They they got they run their business, <laughs> and yes, they come home and still are able to please their husband. Like that is a full time job. So I think. You know, just being more self-aware, like you were saying about that from both ends, but knowing that, you know, as a single Christian female, I know that I do desire to be in a partnership and a partnership that is going to help me also accomplish the goals that God has set for me when it comes to just um, living with purpose. Right. Mm -hmm. And listening to God and being able to, you know, fulfill those um, those goals and things like that. And so I know that. I do not have the gift of singleness. There was a moment where I would kept saying that. But then when I learned, like, I literally recently learned, they say, y'all, listen, like, the gift of singleness means that you just, like, never, you have no desire to have sex. And I was like, oh, that ain't me. (laughs) That ain't my ministry. (laughs) That ain't it. (laughs) So I had to read. I had to go back. And I was like, okay, Lord. So now I need to really look at the doing the work and trying to, you know, just see what do I want? What mm-hmm. What is it that I want to, who do I want to become so that I can attract what I want? That's you know? the biggest thing is that a lot of times couples in general, they don't want to put the work in. I know yes. for me personally, yeah. like, you're because you're trying to be this and that in the world mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be, but you really lack your relationship just like you lack your kids. Yeah. You want to be a hundred everywhere else, but it's yeah. just like, man, like a relationship, it really takes a lot out of you. It does. So if you're not ready for that, that sacrifice, mm. you really shouldn't be in a relationship. Personally. That's real. That's real. Because like relationships, though, I've heard, I don't know who keeps saying this. I don't, I don't want to quote them wrong, but I don't know if it was... It's some one of some of the pastors, but they were saying like relationships um, are their their work, but it shouldn't be hard work. Mm-hmm. So it's I just like you know, like I I don't know if Kelly Pastor Kelly said that or somebody else, and he got it from someone else. But yeah, relationships should be you know their work, but it shouldn't be hard work. And that's more of the hard work because we make it hard. When we haven't really done our due diligence in the partner and who we established a friendship with, you know, because it's like somebody said, like, you know, when it comes to arguing, it's really hard to, you know, argue with your best friend while you're holding their hand or something. Like when you have that level of closeness and intimacy, like you're really finding ways. How can I still keep the peace and still work this thing out Mm -hmm. versus I'm glad you brought that up mm -hmm. because I actually was reading an article about Uh basically saying they're debunking the myth of your partner being your best friend and how that's really shouldn't be why so basically oh wait we may need to go into another episode (laughs) because it's quite interesting I saw two articles about these scholarly journals or whatever but basically they're saying that we kind of put that um pressure on our, our, our part of our significant other on the friendship. So the same way that you would have a conversation with me or mm-hmm. whatever, you have this, you want them to understand you know you understand you or whatever. You want your partner to also do the same thing. So he's actually now shit. holding two hats. 
Two hats of what? Oh, because the, the he's the the boyfriend or the husband, uh-huh. and he's the best friend. But you're talking to him as a best friend right now because you're trying to go whatever. It you're shouldn't going be through. a difference in communication to me. That's just me personally. I don't think, and that's why I'm but like. That's the difference between how guys and girls. Like, why do you need to be best friends? I have a best friend. What? <laughs> I'm your best friend. Why? Why do I need you? To, why? Because I mean, How does you that can have to be my wife. No, no, no. And it doesn't. I'm not even talking about best friends. I'm just talking about friends as general too. Like it doesn't. Have, so, best friends. No, it doesn't have me. But as far as my friend, like when I when it comes to a friendship, I feel like. And my therapist said this to me. She was like, Jessica, your friendship is going to be the foreplay of your marriage. I said, Ooh. Break, write that down. Break that, write down. that down. Because for real, when it comes to, you know, foreplay, I guess, like, <laughs> right? She had to break that down to me too, but. Christian ears. Christian uh, uh, mature ears. You know, before you engage, it's like there is a level of foreplay that happens, right? And you just don't go right in. Some people do That's something. That's quite interesting like, because there's different perspectives on I know, that. I know, but we're just saying the average, okay? <laughs> average American. Okay. And where what she was saying, when it comes to your relationship or your marriage, right, um, your friendship is going to be that foreplay where if when things get rocky, right, when things are, you're not knowing how to communicate or not even communicate, but you, you're in a disagreement or some issues are going around, you guys can always go back to that friendship that you've had where that friendship is now going to be your level of, look, let's... Let's cut all the extra fluff. Like you are my homie, you are my friend. We have we've had a relationship as friends before we stepped into this full blown relationship or marriage. And I need us to connect as friends. I'm talking to you as my friend. You know what I'm saying? Like no, I feel I like I want that. I want you to connect me as my wife. What? Because in the sense of if you were friends or whatever, why would I want you to be my? So I'm attracted to my friends now. There. Yeah, you can be attracted to not that, all your then, friends. But then it's it goes back. Friend. But then it goes back to like, you shouldn't be talking to you like you know the like guys like the boyfriend. Like you, you know like the boyfriend, but like you have a guy friend. Like why are y'all so close? No. It goes back to that. I don't think so. There, there is a difference. You have to build the friendship first before you go into a relationship. And I don't think there is a, there is a difference. There's a foundation you need to build. I don't, That's what I'm saying, the foundation of it. I don't it. know if that has to be a friendship, though. But who says Why it has to you, be a friendship? Did, I'm saying who says it has to be a friendship? I mean, Why can't it just be a foundation that you've It's met based off of what you Because personally, value. if I met you or whatever, I'm not automatically saying, man, she is fine. I want her to be my friend. That's not the, the initial thing. But what I'm... No, However, it's not. You're right. If me and you, we've been knowing each other for a certain amount of years. Right. Okay, Jessica, we're friends. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, Jessica, she's looking good or whatever. She's I know, preaching thanks. and mm-hmm. doing all this or whatever. Mm-hmm. Got, got it going on. <laughs> then I could be like, okay, I find her attractive. This is who I'm pursuing, right? But, so I so like when that. I pursue you, I'm not your friend anymore. You're still friends, though. I'm not trying to be your friend. I'm trying to pursue you. can you. be my friend and be my man. And that's how I feel. Wow. I think we need to go on a part two on this. like <laughs> Because Michael Kelly... He has a he he digs deep into that um, about the whole you know building that foundation of friendship and I think it's still it's a healthy foundation correct but you're saying you don't believe in it I'm just saying <laughs> I'm saying every relationship doesn't have to be I'm saying it that's doesn't. what works for no. you 
And that's the thing. You have to know what works. I for you. and that's what I say. I know because I'll be honest. I am not the person that likes to just. If I see a guy that I think is attractive, my first thing is not like to be like, oh, I want to get with him. I'm like, oh, let me see what we're talking about as a friend because I want to get to know him as a friend first. And so then I like us building because I don't like the whole awkward getting to know each other. Like, okay, so what's your name? What's your favorite color? I don't do dating. I don't know because I don't. I haven't done it in a while. Maybe you should. I don't have the energy. Maybe we should do a podcast. And you go on a first date or something and see like how, how was it? complete waste of time sometimes for me because if i don't get if i don't get to if i don't for me it's like i would rather already have some type of relationship with you as a friend to know Mm. hey we have the shared values and goals so we're not wasting time because i don't like my time wasted but how would you know that if you don't get to know a person yeah i'm getting to know you as my friend but i'm not getting to know you as somebody i want to be with but then for some people, they'd be like, well, if she's just looking at me as a friend, maybe I'm going to be talking to somebody else. We're just That's friends. fine. You can, yeah. We, I mean, I ain't got no ring. You ain't got no ring. <laughs> but then it's like, potentially you might lose out on that person because they're mm-hmm. like, she's friend zoning me. From a guy perspective, you're like, dang, like, she don't think I'm fine. <laughs> no. I'm like, she just think I'm her friend. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, how do you, Ooh, how, do you do, good. But how do you do that? Like, how do you navigate that? Yeah. Like, I'm attracted to you, but also I'm really going to, you know, can we be friends and like fill it out? Like, yeah. how do you do that? That's my question. Because <laughs> now you're basically saying everybody you think is attractive is your friend. No, it's not. I have good guy friends that are strictly just my friends. And then I have some, and then I have some guy friends. I'm like, oh, this is a potential mate. So how does he know that he's more important than Based on my actions, like if I'm like, but I'm saying, how do you, how do, how do I know? Like, I communicate how can we, that. How can we move forward if I'm like we're just friends? What do you mean? How you move? Like, forward? am I gonna kiss my friend? No. If the moment's right, like that's what I'm saying. Yeah. How? And then, so I have then, boundaries. Then, then, then so that's he's like, all right. Nah. <laughs> I understand it, but I'm like, oh, man, no, but like, it is hard. A, yeah. This is a moment right now. Jessica's yeah. really like into me. Yeah. Like let me, so, <laughs> let me let me do something. <laughs> Let her know I don't want to be friends anymore. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what do you do? Like to like, hmm, Jessica, please look at me in this way. No. Ah, you got me stuck, Bill. And I guess I need to go back and regroup. But what I do know from my experience right now, like if as friends, like I do have specific boundaries when it comes to us saying, hey, this is what it is. Now, if you're going to be up front with me and be like, yeah, just like I'm actually interested in pursuing you, you know, romantically. And then I've already, you know, I'm like, all right, uh, I kind of see I'm attracted to you, too, or whatever. Then we could then we could, you know, take it to the next level or whatever. But as far as like like you were saying, yeah, I mean, there is a level of friend zoning that happens, but I also don't want it to turn into no friendship friendship relationship where you just like <laughs> we're friends but we like each other but you know type thing but that's what i'm saying yeah. it, comes, it becomes confusing at that point. it does it does you gotta have some you talking about boundaries you gotta set some boundaries up with that you do yeah i'm just like yeah. i would be confused i wouldn't know what to do if i was in a particular situation like that really i'm like do i do i buy roses do, do we go on dinners <laughs> it or, is very confusing when you're in, are we just in, doing lunch dates coffee <laughs> You know what I'm saying? like. But that's why the man has to make his attention zone. But that's what a guy... I'm saying if a guy is coming up to you, he is not coming up to you to be your friend. 
No. That's, that's not my initial no, thing. It's not. It's because I want something. Correct. You have something I you want. want either my, you want my friendship and you also want me to be your girl. No. <laughs> I just want you to be my girl. <laughs> because I have a bunch of friends. If I wanted that, I could just have them. That's what I'm saying. That's why I do not believe in that, that nonsense. <laughs> that's nonsense. That's nonsense. Crying. Because we are, as guys, we're hunters. Mm-hmm. We want okay. that. <laughs> we want we that. We want it. Literally, we're like, nah, 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 nah. Something about So if a guy puts different. you in the friend zone and he's like, I'm not sure, like, I'm interested in you, but he's I just sub- holding you. Oh. You're just a part of his... You're just a part of, like... Uh-oh. A little... A little you know what I'm saying? You're just a little part of this little mm. this little area over here. I got this potential girl here, this potential girl here, mm. there. Then I got that other girl over there. Because... Because <laughs> y'all got options. And we know, out here struggling. You know, black men, we got options. That's annoying. Black men don't cheat. We got options. All we right. Wow. Black men... is a dangerous man. Literally. <laughs> okay. Literally. Well, I truly enjoyed our conversation. I think uh, my listeners definitely have a lot to listen up on, okay? And, you know, definitely, um, you know, I think that this conversation is healthy to have, you know, as young, you know, Christians, single Christians just trying to out here date in the struggle world. Um, But um, I love when you can just bring good... like good perspectives where you have me you challenge me phil you challenge me today and that's the thing to reflect on for me personally Mm -hmm. like i can you know it doesn't matter what you know mindset you might have Mm -hmm. with different topics i believe that you can take something from everybody yeah yeah i believe that fully agree with what they say yes yes you can like i love that that. yeah Uh so you were awesome today so thank you for joining the listen up with jess podcast You guys, be sure to check out this episode. Make sure you write a review. Share it with someone um, that you think that may benefit from this episode. And we'll be back with another episode. Bye.